0: Welcome to the fifth episode of James Bond and Friends, where we're going to talk about a delay to no time to die. Today is the 22nd of January, 2021. If you're listening from the future, this is one of those like podcasts somewhere in the middle when we thought we were going to get the film released. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <This> week, <laughs> you know,
1: Did we though? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Some of us knew better. Yeah. This week we are joined by Ben, David, Bill, Phil, Lisa, and Calvin. If you can remember the order, would you like to introduce yourself?
2: uh hi i get to go first for once that's amazing um hello i'm ben williams i write for mi6hq.com and the magazine mi6 confidential
3: this is david lee i run the james bondosia and i appear on this podcast quite frequently
2: Uh,
4: I'm Bill Koenig. I run the blog called The Spy Command, and I am also the keeper of the Bond 25 timeline, which is now on part six.
0: You picked a real doozy of a film to do that for, (laughs) Phil. You're like the Tanya Mallet of timelines. It's like, if you're going to pick one, you pick the right one to do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm uh, Phil Nobile Jr. I'm Bill Koenig's sympathizer and editor of (laughs) Fan Magazine.
5: (laughs)
6: Um, I'm Dr. Lisa Funnell. I'm a university professor, award-winning author, and podcaster who specializes in gender in James Bond and other action films.
7: I'm Calvin Dyson, and I have a YouTube channel discussing all things Bond, and tonight I'm drinking a nice glass of Rosé, so I'm I'm not drinking my usual spirit and Coke, so um, I might get a bit drunk, but I won't have the caffeine hit, so I don't know how this is going to go. Calvin,
3: Calvin, can I just ask, have you you, um, tried Blackwell rum yet?
7: I haven't. I'm going to be opening a bottle of it for the first time on Sunday.
3: Okay, because you should, because... It, um, they age it in American oak, so it's got a very bourbony kind of taste to it. So I reckon oh. you, you may oh. like it.
7: Oh, lovely. Oh, thanks for that heads up. Yeah, no, I got a bottle for Christmas. So mm. I, uh, yeah, looking forward to Is cracking it, it open. Does it pair nicely with
0: acorns,
2: sir? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I, I had a bottle um, I got when I went to Goldeneye, and I have to say it's, um, yeah, it's, a, it's a very nice uh, rum um uh, so yeah, we'll i'm i'm
3: currently drinking it with
7: pineapple Ooh, oh nice. oh I bet that's nice
3: it isn't it isn't
7: bad hmm. i thought you were just going to leave it at it isn't <laughs> <laughs> it isn't You're bad. wrong
2: Lisa <laughs> i i enjoyed your um revised uh introduction um yeah i liked your i liked your uh, your new intro um, <laughs>
6: Thank you. I just thought it was a little bit more streamlined and descriptive and well-rounded of the things that I do and who I am. So thought I'd try it out. Give this, this car a spin for a while.
3: Yeah, I, I like <laughs> the award-winning author bit as well.
6: And it's true. <laughs> I did win an award.
2: <laughs> I, uh, I I technically ha- have written some things, so I can call myself a writer. And I did win a cricket medal. Um for, for being uh, for participation um, <laughs> um, when I was a kid, so I could technically call myself a, a, an award-winning writer. Do it, um, but
0: award-winning if, comma writer. Yeah, <laughs> <that's a raw laughs> do it right
2: yeah. now. Yeah, actually,
3: now, hey, say. Sorry, Phil. Please. No, I, I was going to say now. Now that you, Ben said it, I, uh, my book won an award as well. I so I, I need to use that line, but then everyone will know that I'm copying Lisa, so I can't do it. <laughs>
7: Well, I said and, it
4: first. Yep. Uh, well, and uh, I won a uh, Rolex watch for a uh, motorsports story, so I can say I'm an award winning oh. writer.
7: Well, my student <laughs> won an award in 2011, so I can bring that in. So, award winning podcast.
3: <laughs> and,
6: like, not there. to mention, we have two people on this podcast who've won, like, Emmy Awards. Right. So, like, yep. this is this is I, um, in a, uh, this is full of award-winning um, mm-hmm. speakers. Just I don't like to
2: there. talk about it. Lisa. let's <laughs> <laughs> not, that's not bring it that's up. Some nice
1: participation ribbons here.
2: <laughs> I use it as a doorstop, honestly, and uh, the other one I use as a as a paperweight. So, you know, I, I mean, well, the wings can... of the Emmy make a really good toilet paper holder. I'll just I'll just
5: say that. <laughs> <laughs>
3: We haven't gone off topic, have we? No. Um, so should we bring it back? <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
0: for those of you who haven't heard, the film's been delayed again um, to October the 8th or October the 7th, if you're a universal in Europe for some people, um, which is Thursday. The film's going to be open on Thursday anyway, whatever date they announce. Um, so PSA, if you or someone you know has been affected by this news um you need to get help because everybody still is coming.
4: Well, in, in fact, David did that video, which I liked. that nice touch about. He showed his list of people who
0: were surprised.
4: Yeah. <laughs> he showed up like sheet of paper. <laughs>
5: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> mm. So the only really surprise, we're getting so used to this now, the surprise was it wasn't announced on Friday. Mm. it was thursday well that's really trying to keep us on our toes now because we don't know when they're going to announce the next delay
4: that and the fact that it was so sparse so short you know it's like the twitter feed was like you know literally the date and the title of the movie and then like the announcement on the website was like maybe two or three more words the thing about release globally which technically isn't true as we're finding out this morning but anyway um But yeah, but yeah, but none of this—we're pleased to announce, or we're—they're not pleased. We're thrilled, (laughs) thrilled, thrilled to announce. announce. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah,
4: just like yeah, it's like yeah, here it is. Yeah, you guys know what we're talking about. Yeah, and technically, no reason given either. Although we can all figure that out too. But
0: I think at this point, it's redundant. Yeah,
7: I guess at this point, because there was no—you know—we weren't in the midst of a promotional build up or blitz or anything like that maybe they just you know put it under the radar it goes under the radar just keep it short uh i don't know what the mentality was
3: yeah they they should have announced it midday on wednesday then shouldn't they hmm
7: i was about to say if they were hoping
4: it would go under the radar that didn't happen uh like pretty much everybody knew what they were talking about and the the major entertainment sites you know wrote it up just like they would have a longer release i don't know
7: I woke up to the ra- I wake up to the radio every morning it goes off and then it was in like it was at the end of the news segment of that, so I was just sort of coming around when I heard it. But they'd been talking about it on the news like so much these last couple of weeks, they'd been reporting it as if it had been officially right. kind of announced. So I just like grabbed my phone like, Oh Christ, I've actually done it this time.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe I was projecting, but I read the terseness of the announcement as like they're just pissed off and exhausted and over it. And, you know, the way you like respond to a text to an ex-girlfriend or something, you just like, yeah, 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 here. I'm surprised it had (laughs) had punctuation, to be honest with you. I don't think it did. (laughs) No, they saved the punctuation for the website. That's right. The the tweet had no punctuation. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's relatable. It's relatable content.
4: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: How did you find out, Lisa?
6: Um, did I find out from you? <laughs> I think I found out from probably. you, probably from you, um, who were you were very diligent um, in your tweeting from Home Depot. So I, I thank right. you for your commitment. Um, but I wasn't shocked or surprised. I had expected it a whole bunch of other films. You know, we were hearing rumors that they were being moved to the fall and I think it's just it's a general shift. And what I will say is it's nice that it's coming well in advance and that I think you reported that marketers and all the tie-ins were notified about it. Mm-hmm. I think maybe there's a big lesson learned. And while it's disappointing, I just don't think theaters will be open based on the state of the world. And so it makes sense to put it to the fall when hopefully um, the world will be properly um, vaccinated and we can all go see it. And I'm hoping to be in the UK in the fall. So I mean, for me, I'm like, ooh, this is this might work out well. But who knows if it's even going to come out in October so.
4: Well, the thing is, they had no good choices, so they basically had to select... The least bad one because you know an april release was untenable you know the uk is a mess the us is a mess japan is a mess other markets are a mess all because of you know covid19 so okay so if you don't do that what can you do well reportedly a few months ago they were kind of fishing around about a streaming release and they weren't getting any offers that matched what they wanted and and they also pissed off Eon dan in the process
0: i think even um, if they had got an offer they wouldn't have been able to do it
4: yeah but but it, but at that point though it's irrelevant because it was the money was you know not up to what they wanted so it's like what else do you do well you kick the mm-hmm. can again and move it down and you know see what happens
6: I have a question for the group and wondering your thoughts. And I mean, I have my own distinct thoughts. There have been so many delays with this film. And I hear uh, people on social media being maybe frustrated or upset about it. But in, in in my estimation, I don't think that's going to stop people from seeing movies. Let's just say all the movies come out in the fall. I think everyone's just going to be so happy to go out that whether or not they even like James Bond, they're probably going to go see a Bond movie. And so I'm wondering what are your mm. thoughts on, oh. on, on that?
0: I don't think there's been a time where no time to die. Isn't the canary in the coal mine on the calendar. Mm. Mm. And picking early October, just Puts them in that same position again, where they're the first big film to come out again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I, I, I honestly thought we would ex, we would see a, a tweet from Paramount saying Mission Impossible has been kicked to twenty twenty two from November the nineteenth, and then like an hour later, you'd see the MGM like grab that November nineteenth date. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. Tom Cruise's whole "We're gonna show Hollywood how it's done" approach is being equally stubborn about trying to get his film out. Also with Cruise and Mission Impossible
4: and uh, uh, Christopher McQuarrie, the director, um, the last two Mission Impossible movies have – the one that came out in 2015, Rogue Nation, um, originally it was supposed to come out in Christmas and then Paramount says, "Eh, you're going up against Star Wars. That's not so good. Can you like move it up five months, whatever it was? Yeah, we can do that. So they did and they got – and they met that moved update and then the most recent mission possible movie cruise breaks his ankle doing a stunt and they have to like rejigger the schedule but you know even if it meant filming a few weeks before the release i mean maybe a month before release they still got it out so cruise and Macquarie seem to be kind of stubborn that way they uh. Uh, They're kind of be-
0: showing you that
7: you can do it. Yeah. To your question, Lisa, about preempting, um, I, 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 I think it's, it's it's really difficult to to judge. I I agree with what you say. I think that if people feel safe enough to do it, um, and there are the pro- correct you know procedures in place, and there's vaccinations or whatever, and I know that we can talk for hours about whether or not that will be enough to stop the spread of a virus whether enough people have the vaccine whatever i do agree with you that i think that people are going to be looking for some kind of back to normality in some way if it's safe to do so and uh, the film may well get a bump out of that i'm not sure if there is anything on the schedule that's kind of bigger than bond that'd be coming out sort of perhaps in summertime or whatnot um but yeah, I, I mean, you know, these kinds of big budget movies are still being made in Hollywood at the moment. I think there is still certainly an expectation or there's going to be a desire to try and keep the theatrical model going for for some time. Yeah, I don't think we're quite at the point where Hollywood's given up on it just yet. Um, but it, it will be really interesting. It's, it's really difficult to to, to say, obviously, but I think a Bond film is probably, you know, escapist sort of fun adventure action kind of stuff would probably do quite well. Um, if people are willing to, to go back at all. And I think it will take time to build up to that and maybe no time to die would be at the start of that. And it might suffer as a result of that, but I don't know. It's, it's going to be an interesting thing to look at in hindsight for sure.
4: Well, in terms of theatrical, uh, attendees, I think there's, my guess is there's kind of two basic people. There are like the super cinema enthusiasts. Um, these were the types of folks who like went to see Tenet in the summer of 2020 uh, in the theater um, because – We know who they are. I guess that's me. <laughs> no, I'm I'm, I, I'm not judging. I'm just saying, you know. And then there's other people who are kind of like – they're going to take some convincing, and again, speaking hypothetically, let's say like vaccinations get up to speed and and you know genuine progress is made. There's still going to be a certain set of people who are going to lag going back to the theater
0: just because that's
4: mm. nature. Now, what the proportion is, I don't pretend to know.
0: Well, but, Hollywood Reporter says it's about sixty percent of people in it six months. Okay, which is a large portion of it. And 30, if you consider 30? that Bond's demographic trends older those numbers get worse
3: yeah that that, that's that's been my gut feeling that uh people aren't necessarily going to or or not everybody's going to want to jump to going back to the cinema I, i think many people are going to be very wary of it for quite some time just to see what happens uh when other people go to the cinema i guess and uh, so i, I think we even with the vaccine we are you know once once we've reached herd immunity uh which you know they reckon it's probably about 70% or 60% depending on who you listen to um it's still going to be some time before people or everybody is is uh confident enough to resume daily life as it was and i i think it's going to be some time before we we get there yeah and i think we're talking a couple of years even
4: well and and calvin just so you know like i was tempted to see tenant in the theater and my wife vetoed it like you will not like (laughs) okay so
7: well, you know, it, it was one of those... I went on a, a Tuesday morning that I had off work, so it was hardly a, you know, a representative of maybe what the uh, general experience was at the time. But it was... Uh, yeah, yeah. I,
3: but do if, if you're going to go to the cinema, though, at the moment, that's a smart move because the the, the problem isn't cinemas per se. The, the problem is people in cinemas. So if you can go when there are a few mm. people there, uh, you, you're... You, you, you're dropping your chances of, of getting the virus. So, yeah.
0: The other question is: How many cinemas are going to be one open in October? Two, given the whole Universal spat that they had with AMC and everything, um, with reduced capacities, is every cinema going to carry the film?
4: Well, and I would add a third point to to that: is like how many theaters are still going to be open? for financial reasons, six months from now, nine months from now. Well, that's what be, I mean. Yeah, because like the AMC chain here in the US, it's, I think it's fair to say, is kind of teetering. And um, so, I mean, some people have argued, well, just kick it down the can and you, know, you can have a normal theatrical release later. It's like, well, maybe you can and maybe you won't because if a big chunk of movie theaters actually close for good, that changes things, and, and that's what I mean by there are no good choice. There were no good choices uh, for them to assess this.
3: Yeah, because um, the because the, the the danger here really is that if one or more of the multiplex owners goes down, then they are going to take out a huge proportion of the screens.
0: I mean, I don't know if you know the numbers, Phil. I mean, what is it, a wide release is three thousand, isn't it? Screens.
5: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, if an AMC or a Regal or somebody goes out, that's probably a third of them, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and, and right now I was just looking on the the sort of the theater app on my phone, and and AMC theaters are the only ones open in in this vicinity right now, which is uh, surprising, I guess that that they're they're showing movies at all. But yeah, if if they've got such a stranglehold on on movie theater uh, space on the East coast at any rate, I can't speak nationwide, but I feel like it's probably pretty significant.
4: And then something else in terms of, I mean, I I've seen many fans and again, this is strictly anecdotal say, Oh, they should just you know, cut a deal with Netflix or whoever, like one, as mentioned before, they, they're having trouble. Getting, <laughs> they're, they're having, they're having trouble getting the price they want. So no. And two, it's I, I've like, had
3: a ton of emails about that today. <laughs>
4: but like okay so wonder woman 84 has done that and warner brothers is doing that you know simultaneous hbo max and theaters whichever ones are open you know for 2021 um but we don't know exactly how well or how badly wonder woman 1984 did because all we've got are the like theater box office like did that really Was it worth
0: it for HBO Max? I I don't know. We'll we'll know in about April when the quarterly numbers come out and they'll see how many subscribers they picked up in that window. Yeah. Because that was the only new thing they really had over the holidays. Right. right? Right. Mm -hmm. So by proxy, we'll kind of be able to work out how much money they made so those numbers will come out through the year and i think what hbo max's plan is going to be is to drop like one major movie a month or so or right. every yeah. six weeks to keep people like oh i was going to cancel it but oh it's coming out next week and just That's keep right. people on the hook continuously right i because i didn't they like move actually move up a movie i
4: yeah. think it might have been That's kong versus gone. godzilla it yeah up, to march uh, two months
1: yep because they don't need to look at the same release window uh, strategies that they did for theaters anymore because uh, there's just there's no real competition anymore in terms, of, in terms of that for the foreseeable future. That was one of the things I was sort of amused about is that No, no Time to Die picked October because we, we all said, oh, well, because Mission Impossible is in November. But, but No Time to Die like literally went and took Jared Leto's Morbius Movies weekend. And, and an hour later, Sony announced that Morbius was moving to a year from yesterday.
5: Oh
4: right, huh. yeah, right. And and for those who don't know, Mobius is like a second-rate Spider-Man character that Sony owns as part of its Spider-Man rights. Yeah,
1: so they're exploiting their Spider-Man license by doing like the side characters the way they did with Venom. They're trying to get another Venom out of the deal. But yeah, right. like no time did I just like like a school bully just walked and took took the movie's
3: weekend. <laughs> yeah, because okay, uh, I, I read it, I read about it moving earlier on. I wasn't clear whether it had moved before or after the No Time to Die announcement. So uh, thanks for clearing that up.
4: I, I think mean, that's, moved, uh, I think that's, it moved uh, within the hour. Yeah, I think they just <laughs> moved quickly.
5: Yeah, well, oh, yeah,
7: I'll see myself out. <laughs> <laughs> has, the, well, has, has the likes of Godzilla moved yet? Because that's not that far right, away. Is it? That, that moved up to, to March. Oh. Up. <laughs> yeah,
0: because yeah, it's going to go HBO Max. The one that's still sorry, the one that's still out there is Black Widow. Right. You know, yes. Yeah. Which I have a feeling is the Marvel movie that Marvel didn't want to make anyway, um, yeah. and that's still on May seventh, which clearly is not going to happen. Yeah. No. But that's they're probably. I wouldn't be surprised if they're in negotiations to take that onto um, Plus. Plus Disney Plus, and it's just making sure that nobody's too upset.
2: You know, I I'd, I'd forgotten they had it until you just mentioned it. Maybe maybe I want to poke
0: somebody at Marvel that you've still got a movie coming out in May.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: but Calvin, all of Warner Brothers' stuff, you know, going to HBO Max means that all of those release dates are now like up for you know uh, in question at at any rate. And and we Mm. had been wondering because just with the magazine, I'm like, well, what are we putting in this quarter? Uh, And we were waiting to see what moved. So Edgar Wright's film moved yesterday as well from April to the fall. Mm. Uh, They're all they're all abandoning the spring is the the, yesterday was sort of a culling of all those dates and last week was when they announced that Godzilla versus Kong was not going to be a May release but it's going to hit HBO in uh, the last weekend in March
7: right hmm
0: so now I gotta put it in the magazine (laughs) 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 real quick like is anybody on here more confident than not so I'll take even a 5149 call on this that October is actually going to happen
5: uh. I,
3: I i i i'm i'm on re- i'm on record several times I, I i think going back to about july saying that i think it's going to be 2022 and i, I stick to that i think the, the, the mess is so big and the variants coming out the covid variants that are now coming out are going to make life a bit more complicated and if we get uh, any worse variants than, uh, maybe 2023 or four or five. (laughs) Um,
6: Oh dear God. I hope not. um,
4: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I won't go that, uh, pessimistic, but I guess the best I can do is 50, 50. Um, but just as, again, this is anecdotal, but like in Los Angeles, they've like put a waiver on the uh, air quality standards because there's so many bodies being cremated because of COVID deaths. I mean, that's serious stuff. Yeah. And on the positive side, Dodger Stadium, where the Los Angeles Dodgers baseball stadium plays, has turned into a giant uh, COVID vaccination facility. Um So, I mean, that, that's just gives you a hint of just how serious this is. And it's, and it's obviously not just in Southern California. Um, I mean, I don't know if Lisa's from Ontario specifically. I know she's Mm -hmm. from Canada. Okay. Like, like Ontario was like doing a lot better than the U S great lake states, but in the last month. It's worse in there, too. And I, and I think Ontario's taken it more seriously than a lot of US states have. But even there, it's ticked up. And also, I mean, Japan, which has done pretty well until now, they're doing like the worst since the pandemic broke out a year ago. So I think on a, long,
0: on a, on a podcast a long time ago, David, you suggested that we should just kick it to the 60th anniversary. Uh,
3: did, was it me?
0: I think so. It might have been me.
3: I, I reckon it was Bill. We we
4: both have talked about it
3: I, because I I, I tend I, uh, I tend not to remember anniversaries very much. It was my wedding anniversary yesterday, so I remember that. But uh, <laughs> Bond anniversaries <laughs> well, not so much. Um, See, I,
0: or you were reminded that you don't remember very well. This day.
4: I, well, I thought of it in this
0: context
4: because for a year uh, I've you know my own interaction with Bond fans. I hope they can like wrap this up and get it out because we have to have another Bond film out in time in 2022, you know, for the <laughs> 60th anniversary. And, and then got one,
5: well, that's <laughs> the,
4: like, and, okay, uh, this, the good news or the bad news. <laughs> this problem may sort itself out that way. Yep. Well, so I'd, it, like it, to, I'd like to see the marketing campaign. An anniversary so special. We've held this movie back for three years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the, the, uh, I, I, I used to talk about how I think it might, it'll change for me when Bond is officially younger than me. And what's going to happen if, is if they kick this to 2022, the Bond on screen will have officially become younger than me. <laughs> like I'm just at the line right now. And they kick it oh, one more time. Yeah. And Daniel Craig will be younger than me on screen.
3: Yeah, I, I'm I'm used to having a younger Bond, but uh, uh, yeah, it's I can imagine that it's a bit of a shock for you.
1: It's a it's it's an existential rattling, is what it is. Um,
3: <laughs> yeah. Is, is <laughs> that,
0: that the, is that the yeah. Bond fan midlife crisis? When it's mine.
1: They, I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm calling it. <laughs>
4: I've been I, I've been in that boat ever ever since they switched from Brosnan to Craig. Oh right.
3: <laughs> well, well, yeah, I I I switched at the same time built uh, but yeah it's cause like it's like every uh Bond fan or a, every male Bond fan maybe yeah uh, yeah. I can be James Bond I can be James Bond I can oh shit
1: I'm um, M I, I can be Q <laughs> I can be
3: M yeah. <laughs> I can't even
1: be Q anymore nope. ever since Desmond left. that's Calvin's domain now <laughs> <laughs> but the next Bond will probably be younger than Calvin is by the time they make Bond 26 uh,
0: that's true so yeah. Calvin got
1: kind of robbed of that, that oh. ended run
0: The good news is if they keep delaying it, the next Bond actor will be old enough to see No Time to Die in theaters. There you go.
6: (laughs) But I'm not even given the opportunity to have this fantasy, so y'all can just suffer for all I care. (laughs) There you go. Can I offer an optimistic perspective?
4: Do
6: it. I don't know if I fully buy it, but I'm going to offer it anyways. Um, I'm hopeful I don't know when I've turned this corner, how I've turned this corner. I mean, I live in Oklahoma. Google us. <laughs> you know, Not really sure when this happened. But Is that
0: what it says on the license plate? <laughs> <So> Google us.
6: <laughs> Just Google us. <laughs> You'll see we're, we're wonderful. Um, but I feel as though I don't think any of us know where the state of the world is going to be in six, eight, ten months' time. Um, and I'm I'm optimistic and I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful due to a change in government in the United States and greater leadership and focus on science-based principles in the US. I'm hopeful because I'm seeing rollouts of different vaccines all across the world um, and, and really a commitment to worldwide vaccination. I know it's, a, it's really slow in the US and Canada and the UK, various parts of Europe, but I feel as though we're eventually going to get there and things are going to ramp up. Up. um and so i'm not really sure if this will get kicked you know down down the road any further i want it to be an environment where people feel safe in going to watch it we might be there we might not be there but i'm i'm choosing to be hopeful and optimistic that the world will recover that the film industry is going to bounce back the way that it did after different world wars um and that various other industries, I, I I think that there can be like a really great phase of innovation, rebuilding, hopefully entrepreneurial um, um, insights and, and initiatives coming forward. Hopefully a time of small, small business where for those of us who for safety reasons have to rely more on delivery services from big corporations, mm-hmm. we can then invest in smaller companies, smaller cinemas um, and so forth. So I'm just going to choose to take maybe it's bl- blind optimism maybe it's the vodka and Perrier i'm drinking probably (laughs) that um but i i want to sort of give like a positive tilt that there still is the possibility and i think the the film industry is hoping as well that the world will write itself um and 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 by the way just thank you to all the doctors and scientists and 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 leaders out there for getting us to this point but we still need to you know, be consistent, be diligent, do our part. And I'm hopeful that the world will get there. So I just want to give some optimistic, like sunshine and rainbows for our listeners.
7: If I can <laughs> just continue on with that optimistic sort of uh, yes. uh, st- uh, thread as well, because I think Lisa, a lot of what you say completely articulated exactly how I'm sort of feeling and hoping for it. Uh, it, it I mean, it's, you know, it, it's impossible to sort of, project what the world will be like even with all the evidence that we have um and, and whether or not people will be optimistic enough to feel safe to to go to the cinema and all that kind of thing and it's obviously important to say that there's no kind of prize for guessing it right and i it, a lot of the discussions that i see you know on twitter and facebook and stuff a lot of it tends to be you know people are very adamant that it has to go to streaming it can only go to streaming there is absolutely no way <laughs> that it can go to and, and it's sort of and then it it's, it, when like it might, maybe in 2024, if the cinemas are still closed, maybe then it would. But you know, th- there is no no reason to get a head up about these kinds of discussions. I don't think it's uh, we all have our preferences for what could happen and whether we get to October and it comes out and it's not the usual kind of glitzy Mm. Albert Hall premiere and you know there's no international travel and all that kind of stuff but it is out in cinemas it's similar to what Tenet was in summer maybe that'd be a thing who knows what kind of um, situation it's going to be but uh, much like what Lisa said I like to be relatively optimistic about this I couldn't get optimistic about April 2021 but October I'm a little bit more like okay that might happen but yeah. um yeah we'll see I suppose but Lisa I completely agree with everything you said and you articulated it all far better than I ever could so oh, thank no, you, you were, for that
6: you were great we were a good tag team there I sort of <laughs> threw the pitch and you knocked it out of the park so I'm can I throw that.
0: the can I throw the optimism cherry on top of the optimism cake oh, which is yes. you I'm hungry have you for it we might have a new owner of MGM by then too.
4: I, actually, I was right? thinking something similar. I think that's the wild card. What happened yeah. the wild, with the MGM The, the wild
0: card about how it's released is whoever takes over MGM. And we may get to see this film sooner, Tonight. I mean, you know, but, not, <laughs> but not in the manner that a lot of people on here would want to see it. Um, but if a new owner comes in that has all these things lined up, the release date or tactic may change radically yet again but it won't mm. i think this is the this may be the last delay announcement we hear from mgm under its current ownership yeah mm.
4: yeah i think it all depends on who buys it and under what terms and for example is it a tech company that's trying to get into show business or is it somebody else and i'm i don't want to i don't i don't want to predict that one way or the other um, but it could go drastically different given you who know, buys
0: it. You know who it will be, Bill. Whoever's got the most money. <laughs> I, I don't think the investors of MGM don't care if it no. goes to a tech company or a media company. It's whoever's got the biggest bid. Yeah. That's who no. wins. No, but I think, though, the the
4: uncertainty would be, is like, would said buyer be content buying just MGM or do they, like, fork out additional billions to buy out the Broccoli Wilson clan?
3: Mm. Yeah, that, that, that's 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 been on my mind for a few years, I guess that, uh, and, you know, it's been talked about that, you know, perhaps, uh, the broccolis would sell out now and God knows how much, uh, that would cost. It's more than, uh, uh, uh we've got here, even if we empty all our pockets, but, um, <laughs> the, uh, oh, God, my mind's gone blank. Sorry. Um,
0: <clears throat> well, can, I, can I throw you into a curveball, David, about that? Yeah. Because I was thinking about it too. In the 80s, it's never been officially um, documented, but we've heard this from so many people involved, that the agreement between UA and then MGM was you Eon, you know, subsidiary of, of Dan Jack, who owns the right, half yeah. the rights. You better bring a film out every two years or we're going to go and get a different production company. Yeah. So you don't need to buy dan jack and eon as a combined entity you just have to rewrite the contract which is you better bring out film every two years otherwise we're getting another production company and at that point dan jack might be like you know what we're out yeah because that's you know they're not producing the movies anymore but they still in half the rights mm.
3: yeah and, 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 and it, I, I guess it also depends on, on how how much um leeway eon is given at the moment you know that they're still they still produce them uh very independently and if they end up with a partner who doesn't work like that then right. I reckon they're out as well
6: i'm still back on like talking about disney not being in the running because like i i'm right now doing a marvel um on disney plus like a marvel marathon um, and I'm just thinking about like the the top of the screen where you have like Star Wars and Pixar and 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 Marvel and then like imagining what James Bond would look like as part of that lineup, how it would actually like integrate with the rest of the content. And like as you're talking, I've gone down like a completely different like slope of trying to think how the James Bond series could potentially be changed depending on um, – the, the the types of companies that will buy in and and really questioning how much of a stronghold that Barbara Broccoli will still maintain as the years go on. Um and and she definitely has had a lot of a lot of control, but uh, even the strongest wills start to to loosen, especially given that Daniel Craig is exiting the role, right? She was very connected to the Daniel Craig era and to every single step and facet. But you've mentioned she has other passion projects. And so if her eye starts, you know, looking towards something else and being more invested in those, it then might open the door for a different creative or industrial, uh, influences coming in and taking the film franchise into a completely different direction. So I was, I was spiraling as y'all were going down this logical path. I was like, Disney, and what would it look like? And yeah, it would be very interesting.
4: Well, the reason I don't think Disney is going to be in contention is because in 2019, Disney was at the, they were the King of the Hill, their acquisition of 20th Century Fox had closed. They had all these billion-dollar movies. The theme park business was going great, and then their world was turned upside down, mm-hmm. and because of COVID, yeah. and you know, and they've now been reoriented to uh, streaming is the is the big thing at Disney. And the Wall Street Journal this week had a very lengthy story about just the big changes in the entertainment business, and specifically, it mentioned how. The head of the Walt Disney Company movie-making studio doesn't have ultimate authorities to greenlight movies anymore. It's somebody else now because, again, how they've reoriented the company towards streaming. Um, Their theme park business is a mess. Their TV channel business is a mess. ESPN, the the sports channel here in the U.S., is a big mess. And, you know, I don't think – you know – I I offer this prediction, I'll probably be proven wrong, but I don't think Disney is in a position to buy right now. I think if anybody buys MGM, it's going to be like a non-traditional buyer. It might be a tech company that's getting into entertainment. It might be somebody else we don't even imagine, but I suspect it won't be Disney.
0: I think that analysis that was done in one of the trades was uh, it's down to basically Netflix and Apple now.
4: No. I
1: don't think it's a big enough franchise for Disney. I don't think they... they... can exploit it in as many different directions as they can all the other properties they've been snapping up.
4: Well, I don't know. They could uh, they could buy out James Page from his uh, James Bond Jr. toys and like remake That's them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> turn, turn them into James Bond toys instead of James Bond Jr. toys.
6: Oh my gosh. Disney Plus then showcases James Bond Jr. cartoons.
4: A new order of uh, James Bond Jr. cartoons. Yeah. We announced today we're making 65 new James Bond Jr. cartoons. Yeah.
6: Kind of excited by this, fellas. I'm just saying
3: i will just uh close down my website if that happens
6: <laughs> i have my new walker de Plank toy beside my odd <laughs> job toy so like i'm in it
3: things
0: we the thing we recap at the end of every delay announcement is what shoe do we think might drop between now and the new date oh man <laughs> right because uh, we've seen a few
1: yeah anna and ben will get back together
5: <laughs> <laughs> i'm dressed up
1: again <laughs> going be like that poster you know just swapping it in and out well we they're gonna have stupid. to
0: turn up at the premiere of their own movie aren't they hmm. oh do they make a movie together <laughs> well that's how they got together because she that's kind good. of dates people she films with so right. yeah
4: i don't know i saw one of those stories saying that some sources say they could still get back together
0: and i'm thinking no please no
3: <laughs> no, no, because the cardboard cutout's been shredded already.
0: Bear in mind that they've screened the film for pr- prospective buyers, so more people have seen it now. Copies mm-hmm. are kicking around.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, oh, you are you trying to drop some of- kind of hint, James.
0: No, I'm saying that the odds of it leaking are are Uh, now. uh, There was a a period at the start where we thought, oh, it's going to leak, and then it didn't, and we went all this period without the film Mm. leaking. But now, with buyers involved, screeners going out to interested streaming parties and I reckon
3: maybe it'll it'll leak.
0: I I think the odds of it are going up again.
3: Yeah, I I guess that's true, yeah.
0: Whereas we went for a time where it's like, oh, it's locked in the vault. Nobody will ever see it.
3: Yeah, um, well, I don't know what, what else what else can happen what else? Well, I, find it, I find
0: it funny how they've had to fly Billie Eilish to London so she could watch it in a secure location <laughs> but MG, MGM are just like here's our Vimeo link, go watch it we want 800 million so a <laughs> bit of a different priority
1: well if Billie wants to buy it they'll make a different deal and she can get a link right <laughs> but she works for them today <laughs> <laughs> Maybe so we'll are, get
3: MGM it. are sharing their Vimeo link, are they?
0: Or other the, the review and approve platforms <laughs> are available.
1: Interesting. <laughs> the horrible and most obvious one is that not everyone on screen will be alive when this movie comes out.
6: Oh.
0: Mm. Well, that happened with Majesty's Secret Service, didn't it? Because Ill Step has sure died.
1: Yeah. And it's not like the cast is full of seniors, oh. but, you know, we're in a pandemic and the numbers are up and. Uh, you know, Anna's on the market again. Who knows what's going to happen there?
6: Like my biggest fear was another bad poster. Like you just like
1: whatever I was thinking. Of, like <laughs> like oh, a, new, s- a new bad poster is a best case scenario for
3: me. Yeah, <laughs> man, <it's, laughs> you, you got you to remember Phil's day job, though.
6: Yeah. I know Fangoria.
3: <laughs> I have to be dark. I take it there. <laughs> oh, I, I can't. I, I can't. I can't think of anything else that's going to happen. A new trailer—that would be nice.
2: Not in, <laughs> in April.
3: <laughs> April. the second. <laughs> April the second. They should release a new trailer. We'll
6: have oh, the whole God. film by that point. Like you, you know can what? literally yeah, actually, make a they, feature out of all of if it. If
4: they released a new trailer with Anna diarmas in something other than that evening dress, I would be shocked. Not happening. That would—that would mean there's. <laughs> oh, there were like two scenes with her. They'd have oh. to film it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, that, might, that might be part of a decoy thing
1: <laughs> yeah there's a real persistent complaint on some of the forums that 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 the studio that eon and the filmmakers owe them some sort of video explaining the delay and like they, think, they think the fans need to be catered to in a certain way and it's so funny to me that the fans are so they're the crankiest ones about this but if you're if you're making this movie and releasing this movie they are the last faction you need to think about the money is that they're day one customers. No matter what you do, or through, <laughs> yeah, yeah <right>?
3: absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay, here's some ancient. It's
3: a, history. Yeah, it's, a, it's everybody else.
7: Yeah, the, the 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 common thing that I I see um keep uh, keeps getting brought up is about hype, and I know that I know that it can be frustrating. Yeah. These things, particularly for fans who are really looking forward to it, but you know, when I see comments like "I don't even care anymore" and all oh, the hype's completely died and all that yeah. kind of stuff, and it's like, well of course the hype has died. They're not releasing trailer. They're not generating hype. Like hype is not a sustained thing that, you know, it it builds to the film's release and it's a very conscious thing. That's the whole point of marketing. Um, And yeah, if you're not feeling hyped because we haven't had a trailer or a release date for so long, then well, yeah. I mean, maybe they just don't want you to be hyped. Like it's um, yeah. I I don't know.
4: Well, Calvin, you are completely correct. Um, I just this is strictly personal opinion the last time when they didn't call off the dogs in terms of all the um, the part the partners promotional partners and so they let them play all their ads out and then you know then they put out the delay announcement but that wasn't the worst of it the worst of it was all those embargoed stories for the like the magazines and it's Mm -hmm. like oh we interviewed uh carrie fukunaga oh he said oh this is gonna be so great and it's and there were like a whole bunch of these things gq oh lashana lynch is the breakout star 2019 until she wasn't and then Mm -hmm. it's like you know it's like that part left me with a sour taste in my mouth it's like Mm -hmm. i try to you know separate the film from all that um I understand why it happened, you know, in terms particularly in terms of those embargoed stories and such. But after a while with all the delays and and the pandemic delays aren't the only delays. I mean, again, going back to they hired Danny Boyle, but they didn't vet danny boyle and danny boyle doesn't vet them it's like oh we weren't meant for each other after all oh but we built all these sets in canada (laughs) the russian gulag and all this stuff
0: they they threw out the cardboard cut out of danny boyle
4: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean that's that annoys me but i still separate the film from all that
0: it's just, don't forget, they also waited an extra year just to try and get Craig back on the hook as well. So, yeah.
4: right, and also so that Barbara could do Nancy and Film Stars Don't Die in Liverpool and all this other stuff.
0: Rhythm section,
4: rhythm section. Oh yes, the last movie I saw in the theater now I'm almost
7: prime. a year ago. I'm going to watch it.
3: <laughs> I, I I quite liked it.
7: I liked it. Yeah,
3: it, it was nowhere near as bad as I'd been led to to uh, think. And the, the, the car chase in it is far better than the one inspector.
7: I, I completely agree. Yeah. Well, you know what? The car chase
4: was actually probably the best part of the movie. I mean, it, I mean, I gave it, Discuss it on the podcast a year ago, it's like, I gave it a grade of C. It's like, I didn't much care for the story, but I thought the acting was solid mm-hmm. and I thought some yeah. of the technical mm-hmm. stuff was solid.
7: I think our Spectre along's is coming up, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. Yes. It's the next one to go out. Ah. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
7: my, my biggest
0: fear is the general population of which 99% of the box office is derived is going to feel like, oh, didn't that come out already? And the malaise and disinterest is going to be... Um, for October is going to be pretty high and that's why I think kicking it to the 60th anniversary makes sense because you can do all the 60th anniversary stuff right right, to drive the public demand and I it's, it's basically the huge tease to the film coming out is all the anniversary events which is what worked for Skyfall so well with the 50th. Yeah, um, no, but the Queen may still I, I, be alive.
3: <laughs> I, 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 well, that's,
0: that's the other curveball as well. I,
3: <laughs> I, 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 I agree about you know the 50th anniversary and all, all the publicity push for that, which uh, when I've had conversations with people, uh, uh, many people don't accept that the reason that Skyfall had such a big box office was because of, of that, because they had free publicity at the Olympics and, and, and so on. And uh, it was basically a year of publicity for the film. And, um, oh, God, my mind. I, I can't remember what I was going to say again. Sorry.
0: I don't know. I channel, I channel all my efforts into mind reading Ben. So.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> well, it, it, well, yeah, yeah, this is all my dog's fault for, for needing to, to go out. Well,
4: well, well, David, I'll, let me just say it's like if if you know people who say the 50th anniversary had nothing to do with it and the olympics had nothing to do with it i think they're mistaken it's <laughs> just my opinion so uh,
3: yeah I, I just remembered what i was going to say I, I i've seen a, you know lots of complaints on, on social media about people saying oh yeah it, it's a delay I, i'm over it you know i just can't wait anymore if it's not happening i'm just not interested but uh that actually shows the opposite that shows that they are interested it's right. just shows that they're impatient
0: oh yeah because yeah, they, they, they they commented on a post about the delay versus mm. just scrolling scrolling if they, scrolling if past they really it. weren't
3: right. interested they wouldn't say anything they, they'd just switch off from it so mm. people people are interested uh they and you know, when 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 people when people complain about stuff, you, you need to uh, try and understand what the real message is. And I, I think the real message there is that they're they're just frustrated, but they are interested. And uh, the exactly. same people will complain if there's another delay.
4: Mm-hmm. The real threat, if you can call it that, are those who said. Eh. And they've moved off to something else, which is a lot harder to follow, and and those people aren't as vocal as the people who say. I don't care anymore. Right, and then you've got to parse whether or not it was because uh, just because of the gossip item
1: had everyone assuming it was. Yeah, I, I, this didn't. This delay didn't make as big of a splash in my feed. You know, like the first delay, I was getting texts. I was getting tagged on Twitter left and right. To last night, I got like one message and I think Mm. that's not just a a disinterest but I think it was people just had taken it as a given that it was not happening in April
0: Mm. so join us again in around August (laughs) where we'll be doing the sixth episode of the inevitable delay that we all saw coming Uh, and um, between now and then we've got how many weeks anybody want to do the math nope I think it's like you can watch Spectre every week for like Mm. 25 weeks Challenge accepted. <laughs> you didn't want to do it once with this film. I don't know how you're going to do 25. Well,
4: yeah, and we have watch-alongs in the uh, in the editing queue, aka James' computer. Yep. so um, yeah, we'll be busy. We, yeah, we got things to pass the time. No question. Mm-hmm.
7: 59 episodes of James Bond Junior. I was just about to say that. Yeah, is it 59? Sorry, I thought it was 61. i uh, behind six of them. I really
3: am. God <laughs> Lord,
7: time flies, doesn't it? It really does.
5: Well, does it?
7: <laughs> <laughs> I hope it never comes out. I want to forever live in this state of perpetual yeah. Malus- it's a disappointment. Yeah, it's great. It's like St-
0: Sting's wife.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
5: yeah,
4: so. That might you might be onto something there because, in fact, I think there's a possibility that Bond Twenty Six won't be out until 2026, no. and, and Craig comes back and we'll the marketing campaign will be Daniel's 20th anniversary. <laughs> oh,
1: God, well he'll be he'll be Roger's age in view to a kill by then, right? Well, he'll be you know, well, and,
4: and be maybe 58. they can use the same tech they used on <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson and Captain Marvel to make sure. him look in the mid 90s. <laughs> Some or like or if they
3: waited a couple of years, they could say the first the first sixty year old bond,
4: Oof.
3: and mm-hmm. is and opposite him is some actress who's twenty years old or whatever.
7: <laughs> mm. Anna Darmas' daughter, possibly <laughs> little Anna <laughs> Affleck. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Spoiler: They uh, got back together again.
4: Uh, <laughs> I hit the yeah.
0: on that one. Oh God! On that note, <clears> time to go. <laughs> time to go. <clears throat> no time to Thanks go. very much, everybody. Uh, we'll do this again in August. Oh, um, <laughs> until then, we'll be back to our regular programming next week.
7: Yay! Bye. 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 Thank you very much. Bye. Bye.